Hi, I'm Scott Cooper, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, I welcome Rafael de la Vega, founder of SALT, which is solving the smelly cleat problem. Their innovative cleat bag prevents odors from permeating into your bag, car, home, and anywhere else you keep your cleats. Rafael's entrepreneurial story is inspirational. It was great to meet him and discuss his origin story, his products, and where he is taking SALT in the future. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast, so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. You said soccer in the 90s, and, um, you know, it was a little different, uh, especially in the U.S., um, but you were not in the U.S. in the 90s? Is that is that what I... No, I, I wasn't. Okay. I, I was born and raised in Bolivia. Oh, so cool. I, I experienced soccer in a culture where it's almost a religion. Yeah. Even though as a country, we're, we're not very good at it. I think 94 is the best we ever did. I think that's mm-hmm. the first time we made it to the uh, World Cup, and it was here in the United States, actually, in mm-hmm. 94. Yeah. Uh, that was our golden generation. And so I was born shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everybody in my family was all about it, all the way from my great-grandma, her, <laughs> my grandmother, you know, all of us yeah. to, to see our country represented. Because in the 80s, that team actually won the Youth World Cup. Oh wow! And cool. so I was born in '96. So I was I was born after the golden generation. Mm-hmm. But in '97, we we made it to the final of the Copa America, which is going to be mm-hmm. held here this year. And uh, it was it was Bolivia versus Brazil. We lost three one mm-hmm. that that final, but that's that's the best we ever did. Yeah. And so, so how, who how, famous how, was from that Bolivian team? Two people that were big in the MLS. One is Echeverri. Oh, the other yeah. one is Marco Moreno. Uh, mm-hmm. or Moreno is his last name. He was the top scorer in the MLS for a long time in the early 2000s. So th- those were our two, our two stars from that gotcha. generation that that actually yeah. made it out made it out of South American soccer. So. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah. So, how long were you in Bolivia before you uh, made your way to the U.S.? So we made it out in 2006 okay uh, the last thing i remember in bolivia was that uh that famous final between italy and france and yeah but yeah that was that was right before we left and and back home soccer is is not so structured in those early ages as it is here for right. for the academy levels and all of that but as soon as we got here um I watched a movie called Kicking and Screaming, Will Ferrell, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a kid. And I, that, man, that was that was one of the inspirations. And the other inspiration was around that 07, 08 period when mm-hmm. YouTube highlights of players were becoming a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were two videos. One was Cristiano Ronaldo, the perfect player, 07, 08. And the other mm-hmm. one, which the streets will never forget, Ricardo Quaresma. What a skiller. What a baller. And I remember watching those videos and just being mesmerized by mm-hmm. how they could grab and move with the ball and play 
in, in a way that looked so beautiful, that was so artful, you know? Yep. Uh, and that's when I got to got into watching other players like Zidane, like Ronaldo, mm-hmm. the phenomenon uh, mm-hmm. in, in his prime. And I became just mesmerized because I was about 12, 13 by the time I decided I, I actually wanted to play, which is a right. little bit late. Yeah. Uh, for... You didn't play in Bolivia very, at all or just kind of knocking it around? Exactly. You, yeah. There will be soccer on the street all, all the time. You'll get together with your friends. You'll play in recess. But I didn't play in any structure until after we had arrived here. Okay. And I yeah. didn't really develop that, that passion either. Mm-hmm. Um, that passion then develops. And I remember thinking, I, that's what I want to do. That looks yep. so fun. And, and yep. I think this is, this is a lesson that, that goes beyond soccer. But it's, it's, it's when you allow a passion like that to consume you, it's going to push you to do things that most people would consider crazy. Right. Because yeah. I, I wanted to get into the, the competitive travel teams that in Oklahoma are very, very competitive to, to get mm-hmm. into. And I was coming in uh, with, with no background. And I remember the first time stepping on the field, not knowing what I was doing. But they, right. they were they're thinking, this guy's from Bolivia. He's got to be good. <laughs> what I was going to ask you is like, hey, he's De La Vega. He's going to he's gonna be awesome. <laughs> And and the fact of the matter is that I, I was I was not very good, right? Uh, but I loved it so much that I would train for about three hours a day every day. Mm-hmm. It, I'd go outside, do skills, shoot on goal. There was a, I destroyed a lot of fences during that time, <laughs> kicking right. the ball at the fences and stuff. And I remember thinking, this doesn't feel like work. This doesn't feel like training. I can't wait to get home from school and do this and then go to practice and, and, and show off how I'm advancing to all my teammates. Right. Yep. And so that allowed me to, to leapfrog pretty quickly and, mm-hmm. and start playing at, at, a, at a competitive level. And then I ended up playing for one of the legends in U.S. soccer who he's originally from Northern Ireland, a, a guy named Victor Moreland who Mm -hmm. played for uh, the Tulsa Roughnecks. He was the captain of the Tulsa Roughnecks back in the time where Pele was with the Cosmos during that era. Uh And so as a coach and as a mentor, he took me under his wing, taught me a lot of things. And and that allowed me to to continue progressing in the sport and and seeing that, okay, if if you put in the time and you can get better and those results go over time you just have to have that consistency of just mm-hmm. going in and, and keep keep doing that so that's a little bit of of how i got and developed that that passion for soccer mm-hmm. and so then you know your early teens and you're you're starting to pick it up and you're you're dedicating your life pretty much to it and um so where did it take you after that so the second passion that had always been in my mind or in the back of my mind it was always entrepreneurship i was always thinking about what businesses good business ideas mm-hmm. so that was always in my mind and i think it was when i was a sophomore in high school um there was a class there was an entrepreneurship class where the whole class is around in one semester everybody in the class puts together a business raises money from investors goes to market with their product makes some money then at the end of the semester, liquidates it. 
That's <laughs> you, so they took you through the whole life cycle of a business right. in, in, in a semester. And the first part of it was let's find a product. And based on that, the first part of that was what is a problem that we can solve? And I remember that semester I had gone down and played against, it was a, a tournament against the uh, FC Dallas, I think it was U17s or U16s. Mm-hmm. That was the highlight of my career. That's that's as far up as we made it. We lost 2-1 that game. Uh-huh. I think I got like 20 minutes, but I got some good touches in, some good crosses, so I was happy. But I remember stepping on the field that game because I loved my jersey. We we played in that team with AC Milan kits. The, oh, nice. And I had the 11 yeah. when Slotten was wearing the 11 at AC Milan. So I loved that kit. <laughs> and I remember stepping on the field and smelling my jersey, and it smelled like cleats. And I, uh-huh. I remember being so bothered by that because right. the whole, like, look good, feel good, play good, that was really cramping my style. And so I was like, I'm going to do something about this. So I went in my soccer bag and created a little partition with fabrics and duct tape mm-hmm. for the cleats to not stink up the rest of the of the bag. And when we got into that class, I thought, well, I have a problem that I bet you a bunch of other soccer players have. Yeah. So myself and I and, and myself and one of my good friends, Jackson Love, who was also in that class, we convinced the class that that's what we should do. And then we were thinking about it and thinking, you know, this is a really good idea. We could we could probably do something with this beyond this class. So we convinced the whole class that it was actually a terrible idea. We should never do that. <laughs> right. We should do something else for the class. Right. And uh, and then we started working on that ever since then. And Jackson, who was in that class with me, is today the COO at Salt. So we've nice. all the way from the time we were 15 until now, it's like 12 years later. We kept with it and, uh, and and built this. So fast forward a few years to, to Salt, to, to the first crossroads. Mm-hmm. I remember finishing high school and realizing that if I stuck with soccer as a player, I did not have the competitive advantage in terms of the athleticism or, you know, that that's that hard moment sometimes where you thought like, oh, no, I'm going to play. That's what I'm going to do. And then you get to the point of, of, of seeing reality and saying... I'm not sure I can, I, I'll always love the game. I'll always play mm-hmm. that. That's not, but I don't think that this is the path forward for me career wise. And I was on my way to, to study at NYU business technology management. And I remember thinking about studying all that stuff and saying, you know what? I could go to college or I could become a millionaire at 18. Ah, easy decision. <laughs> right. In right, my right. Mind, right. Uh-huh. And so I, I took a gap year. My folks moved out here to Colorado Springs because all of this took place in Oklahoma mm-hmm. up until this point. And I, I just started reading, okay, how can we make this bag? I had no background on anything, how to get a product manufactured, the textile industry, smell-proof technologies. My My initial thoughts were, I'm going to create a partnership with Febreze where we put Febreze into fabrics and we're going to make a bag. That was, yeah. that, was as, that was as complicated or sophisticated as it got. But then um, little by little, started doing some research, reading things. Okay, what are some, maybe chlorophyll is a good one. All, all of the chemicals that, that could be good odor control agents and landed mm-hmm. on carbon and, and activated carbon 
and there's different types of it. The most sophisticated is the one that was originally developed for chemical warfare applications. Hmm. So to shield against mustard gas and things like that. And so I thought, well, this is can, could be considered chemical warfare. Some of these cleats are rams. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. And uh, so I thought, okay, this is a good start. And then I, by chance, stumbled across the use of silver as an antimicrobial. Mm-hmm. And in, in the course of those months, so I thought, what if we put the two together? I started reading some patents and I thought, well, that's not been done in any bags. So we, we filed the patents for that. And over the course of the next several months, went to factories because... I'm sure that all of us have some good product ideas, right? And and we're thinking, oh, like I, 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 this product would, I know it would do well. How on earth do I start? How do I go about getting this made? Right? And I, and so I started finding factories, and I had paper sketches with pencil. <laughs> I'd schedule <laughs> phone calls or zooms with them or send them emails, and for like, I don't know, six months. They're pretty much laughing me out of the room every single time. Ah, come back when you're an adult, little kid. Like that's really <laughs> cute what you did. Right, right, yeah. Um, and eventually, I found somebody that was willing to humor me, and and develop this. And and so he developed uh, Jonas de Verona sewn goods out of Seattle. Hit him up if you have any any bag ideas or any fabric based ideas. He's awesome. Um, and he, we made some proof of concepts. And I remember the first test was, I'm going to wear my cleats for seven days straight. Get them nasty. <laughs> and then we're going to test different applications to, to contain the odor. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. And I remember testing the first few the odor was seeping and it was terrible. And then we grabbed the latest prototype, put them in there and then had them in an enclosed space. And it was like, let's see if anybody can smell these in here. And nobody could. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this actually works. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I sometimes, I, I love it, but I hate it because people will be like, hey, you ever watched the movie Holes? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I like the guy with the spray. And it's like, I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and 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 we we launched that that first summer that was in 2015, mm-hmm. and we had no idea what we were doing, how to get a product de- produced, how to get it costed, how the manufacturing, the fabrics, all of that stuff. There's so many things that go behind uh, behind the scenes of one of these products, mm-hmm. and it's. It's, you know, like it's back to, to the soccer story when you do it because you love it because you don't enjoy it so much, but there's that passion that drives you. And, and, and this was a translation of that to say, hey, I really want to see this happen and, and this take place. And I spent seven months where everything told me this is never going to happen and I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm better off leaving it to the professionals. But I really just want to do it. And so eventually we found somebody and, and we, we tried to launch it and we didn't know how to market. So we failed once. <laughs> then a year later, we tried to do a Kickstarter, failed again. Mm-hmm. 
And by that point, my parents were, and my whole family was telling me, hey, we told you to go to college two years ago. <laughs> this, this, is, this has been long enough. And so right. I went back to college. And that's where Jackson comes in. He came back to visit me. And we agreed that this pro- project failed twice, uh, not because it was a bad idea, but because we sucked. That was the conclusion. <laughs> so we could deal with that, you know? Yeah. And always yeah, so that, that absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So that's so a, then, a little bit of the beginning story. Uh-huh. And, and then we, we, so we tried you, it again. Did you stop? Um, like when you went to college, did you kind of table it for a while or did you guys keep plugging away while you're in school? We tabled it for a little bit. It was, it was about a year of feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> like, oh, who did you think you were to think right. you could try something like that? Like, you really think you're an entrepreneur? Come on, get real, buddy. I was like, yeah, oh, my gosh. My life is so much harder than everybody else's. All these <laughs> students around me don't even understand. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then, and then you get over that, and then you think, mm-hmm. well, you know what? No, that, that, that's stupid. We should try again. Let's take the learnings. And that was... In about a year later, and this is where I think an understanding of, of the sport and how the sport is played and, and takes place here in the United States uh, mixes with the entrepreneurial scene here in the United States because this is the best place in the world to start a company. You have the biggest market, access to the best resources. Uh, in, in Bolivia, I would have never been able to, to get this off the ground the way it's gotten off the ground here. So we got connected and then we we launched again and we started getting plugged in to teams in the USL, to professional soccer players, to some of the agencies. Uh, I remember before we had made any sales, our, our local team here, the Switchbacks, shout out Switchbacks. Uh, they they decided that, that they would they would take a chance on us and they would do a sponsorship deal with us. Uh, before we had proven any sales, anything. So I, that, that was the beginning of our, our break in, in, this, uh, in this market here in the soccer market in the U.S. And that led to other players and other people seeing, oh, my gosh, the switchbacks are, are using it. Uh, I remember the first time feeling like, oh, this is real. This is actually happening, was going to the field and seeing the SALT logo on all the, because the, they have the digital banners all over the, the stadium. Seeing it all over the place, the salt logo, smell-proof cleat bags. Uh, seeing they have in their wall inside, they have um, the place where they keep all their cleats. And before, they, they used to hang their cleats there. Now they hang our product, our Aircase cleat bag, all over there. And so that, e- even though we hadn't really made any money at that point, it began to feel real. And it felt yeah. like, all right, we've broken in and... The professionals are, are, are and, and not this is not only a professional team, they're one of the most competitive teams in the nation in the USL. They 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 are they're really a, a top top side. And got to meet some of the players, got to do like the, the behind the scenes of, of in the stadium, you know, when they're training. It's kinda like mm-hmm. uh how how do you what's that show that that came up? With the guy that goes to coach in the British Premier League, but he is oh, he's American. Ted Lasso, exactly. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> seeing some of those scenes and thinking like, whoa, 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 this is this is kind of real. What the heck? <laughs> and so that yeah. that was uh, about a year ago, and, and since then we we've started to grow, and I think we we've, we've we've caught a trend uh, because soccer in the U.S. is growing and it's going to continue to grow like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things. There's been such a big push. We've got we've got the goat here. I don't know where. What, what? How do you feel about the goat debate? Oh, uh, there's no debate. There's no debate. <laughs> no, no. The goat is here for sure. Because, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a Ronaldo fan. Mm-hmm. I I. But you, you can't deny what what Messi's done, and you yeah. can't 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 deny World Cup. That's yep. I think, and I mean, not to get too far off it, but like, I know who I'd want to play with as well. Like there's, right. there's only one, the, the clear, the choice is clear between the two of them who I'd want to play with, at least now, like, you know, Ronaldo, maybe 10 years ago, but not, not now for sure. So I, I think from a commercial standpoint, I think Ronaldo still probably has the, the, the bigger pull. Yeah, here, but if it, if it if it's just on the field, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so the goat is here, and that's good for you guys. It's um, everybody loves soccer now, right? Absolutely, and yeah. and I think you know the Copa America is gonna is gonna be here this summer. The first game, you know what the first game is? Mm-mm. Bolivia. It's uh huh, and. I'm gonna guess the U.S. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna Very have cool. a. I'm gonna have a lot of beef with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, where's it that. gonna be? Do you know? I don't know where it's gonna be. I mm-hmm. I really want to go to to that game. I halfway want to go because mm-hmm. I mean there, there's a running joke. Uh, there's there's an email back in, in in the day about the twelve worst people in the world. This is this is back in 06 and when those mm-hmm. emails were. And so number one was Osama bin Laden. Sure. And then yeah. the ne- the next eleven was the Bolivian national team. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's it's a running yeah. joke that we're not we're not very competitive at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, still time. Still time. Still time. Yeah, there there was there was a point in time where I thought, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go back there and I'm gonna I'm gonna help fix that as a player myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you're probably better off as an entrepreneur at this point, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and and that's that's one thing that I, I think a lot of people don't understand is they think that oh, if I'm not involved as a player, I can't really be involved in the game anymore, and. Mm-hmm. This this game is growing so much that there's ample opportunity for involvement mm-hmm. with talents that don't have just to, to to do with with playing on the field or you know or or being a coach or a manager because those are usually the two things that that people think I'm either going to be a player or a manager those, those are like the the glory positions but even if you don't own the team because then that's the other one. Uh, or you're like a Florentino Perez that that guy's <laughs> right. a legend but you know with media that the cuz at the end of the day the business of soccer is is a media business mhm that's true and that that's the product you know and there's so many 
places where you can get involved, where you can enjoy, where you can get the inside scoop. And that's been a, a really fun journey for us to, to, to connect with players, to connect with agents. Sometimes it doesn't even feel real that it's happening. Because yeah. you'll, you'll be having, a, like a year, two years ago, we were complete outsiders. Nobody knew who we were. Nobody cared. And we tried reaching out to even small academies. And they're like, yeah, nah, forget you. And nowadays, you'll, you'll be communicating with somebody. And then you'll see a, an MLS player posting about the product on their, on their, on their feed. You know? And it's like, well, is this real? You're pinching yourself. So right. that, that's, that's been uh, a wonderful journey. And I think it's just starting because yeah. there's a lot to grow. Uh, we mm -hmm. have some really cool projects in the pipeline. And cool. so we're, we're working with designers, with different people to, to add a little bit of swag and a little bit of an edge in, 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 in the gear and also in, in what people are wearing and representing oh, cool. this culture. So, so um, get into the product a little bit more. Um, you know, you, you developed it to the point where you're using silver um, you know, you can seal it up. I, I actually, you guys sent me one and it's awesome. Um, I don't have stinky cleats anymore, but, uh, my son plays in college and I gave him one and I can't wait for his feedback on it. But, um, he, uh, I remember the cleats and they're, they're terrible and it's, um, the smell of it, you know, you can't bring them in the house. You can't hardly keep them in the car. You know, it's, right. it's, it's just a fantastic solution to a universal problem for anybody, not just in soccer, probably, um, but, you know, anybody who wears uh, cleats in the wet grass or, or whatever, and especially with the materials that the cleats are made of now. And I think that that kind of is part right. of the, the issue as well. But, um, but uh, yeah, get into more of, you know, you know, where you guys are right now and, and what the product actually is. And, um, I'll definitely post, you know, photos of it and, and links to all your guys stuff when I post this podcast, but, you know, get into, you know, where you are now and, and, you know, how you can help people out with their cleat odor. Absolutely. <laughs> so the product itself is, is, is just a, a form fitting cleat bag and mm -hmm. the, the technology that we've patented is, is the carbon and the silver or any absorption and antibacterial agent in the lining of the bag, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you just have antibacterial, you need to get the bacteria on it somehow to kill it, right? right. And so the, the carbon that we use is the, the type of stuff that, that was originally developed for the military. So it has an enormous surface area. It's like It's like... Kind of like a Swiss cheese, right? It has all these little mm -hmm. holes all over the place. And it has a surface area of like eight soccer fields, four to eight soccer fields worth of surface wow. area right there. And that's what allows it to to absorb and then to, and to block the odors. And then the, mm -hmm. the silver we used, we actually got super nerdy with this and went and became uh, uh, members of the International Antimicrobial Council. So salt, we're members of that to test the diff different types of silver. And we found that there's these, these things that are entirely plated in silver and they kill off the, the bacteria or, or mildew and any of those odor causing microorganisms mm -hmm. very, very effectively, much more so than things that are advertised as such. 
right? And so that's what we placed in the bag. And the whole point of it is you, you throw your cleat bags in the, your cleats in the bag. It, it'll, it'll close itself. You've seen the, the magnetic closure, which yeah. some people love more than the actual smell proof part. <laughs> we didn't even patent that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the whole point of it was you, you can grab that, throw it in your soccer bag. Now the rest of your bag doesn't stink. Now you right. can grab your cleats, your shin guards, throw them in there. Everything else that you can wash, you know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about throwing it in there. But then your car, your bag, your room, wherever it is that you keep them, it, it is it is a very effective mechanism for it. it it's It's kind of like it's filtering the odor because it's not entirely closed off to where the cleats are in there in in damp environment that's not ventilated at all right the idea is to have the ventilation but make sure that none of the stink none of the bacteria gets out and so that's the first they depends how wet they are so sometimes Uh, if if they're if they're soaked you're Mm -hmm. probably gonna have to dry them but if 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 they're you know if if you've just been sweating in them and I, I've left mine even after playing in the in the rain. Mm-hmm. Just throw them in my cleat bag and, and, and been good because the silver actually works because of moisture. It only works in moisture. So oh, okay. the antimicrobial properties are really heightened by the moisture from the cleats. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. so that's 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 the first product is is that we've got a goalie glove bag coming out that mm. we just finished designing. Because uh, we've heard that time and time and time again. I was like, oh, the cleats are bad, but my gloves are terrible. Yeah. And so we've we've got that. And then we're, we're working on other bags as well that feature this technology, working on developing other technology verticals that, that can make the bags easier to use or um, just, just improve them in any way we can. Mm-hmm. And then we're also, we're also designing soccer-related apparel that some of it will some of it will have technology some of it will just be really really dope so <laughs> the, the the whole point of salt is is to grab great design sport and technological advancement advancement mm-hmm. and or modernity and where mm-hmm. those three meet that's where we're building our company and and, and building and developing products from that place Initially, mm-hmm. just focused on soccer because we love yep. this, and we, yeah. we'd like to expand to Europe and and be able to expense uh, tickets to the Champions League for media development. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, shoot, just lost my my question. It'll come back to me. Um, so, so are you like targeting mainly? youth or are you you know adults um how are you kind of marketing this so soccer parents are the ones that love this the most of course because they're the ones whose cars stink and they're the ones driving back and forth practice and tournaments and games and so that's been our initial market Mm -hmm. but we've also been seeing professional players love this product Mm-hmm. So and and people that I play in an adult league, some of my teammates see it. They're like, "What is that? Oh my gosh, I want that!" Yeah. And so initially, it was just focused on the parents because they're the ones that that want it the most. But 
but now that we're seeing like we work with somebody with a, a good friend that plays or played for the rgv toros mm-hmm. um he and he got a bag and he's great because he'll make videos he's number 20 jonathan ricketts right back mm-hmm. i think right back or left back excellent player by the way he's he's scoring bangers from <laughs> from that that uh right back position and he would get some of his teammates involved in some of the videos and one after the other like oh i want one too dude just just tell t- talk to the salt guy see if you can get me one i'll, I'll be part of the video <laughs> and so we started seeing that different players uh, at the professional level at the college level at the high school level love this product they're taking it out to their and, and that was the original intent that's why it has the the magnetic closure that's why it's designed to look sleek because soccer players want to be swagged out and they want to have yeah. the latest stuff right and and also your cleats are your babies right so if you have a good companion for your cleats or your boots yeah yep. uh, then that because that's what i wanted as a player I, I i i had the pink mercurials and i i had the 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 mohawk and so i thought <laughs> man like somebody like me needs to have the dopest cleat bag it doesn't it can't just be any regular old bag with a velcro like that's not yeah. that's not it and or so, the uh, cinch sacks that came with the cleats right. yeah. yeah those didn't do right. the job absolutely and everybody yeah. has those right right, right. so you, yeah. you want to be you want to you want to be special like do you remember the the carbon fiber mercurials that ronaldo wore in the 08 final against Chelsea. I'd have to, I, I, I vaguely do, but I'd have to see them to uh, remember him specifically. But yeah. I would have given up a kidney for those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was, so yeah. yeah, that, that was, that was the culture I came into. I, I remember Mercurial Vapors yeah. when I was coming up were the shoe to get. And when they yeah. came out with the super flies, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And you, yep. if you saw a kid on the field with superflies or with those vapors, because I, I saw somebody with the uh, the carbon fiber ones. They were just so rare. I think once. And I remember thinking, oh, uh-huh. my gosh, that guy's got to be a baller. There's no say, way. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, that, that, that was in my the... day. If you wore white cleats, you had to be good. That's how oh. that's how old I am. You know, Copa Mundial was like Copa Mundial oh, and Puma no. King were the were the boots when I was a kid. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what, yeah, um, are, go ahead. I was going to ask what what brand of, of cleats were you grow, growing up? Were you were you yeah, loyal to one brand or? It was Copa Mundial, um, Adidas. Right. Yeah, it was uh, kangaroo leather, and um, yeah, that was it. That was it for me. Oh, those, I can't those tell are you great. Pairs of those. Yeah, I had. I had a made friend in, who made in Germany. Oh. Yeah, that's right. With the kangaroo yeah. upper, kangaroo leather up. Yeah, yeah. It didn't smell as bad as the cleats today. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. The, the these vinyl plastic cleats, but they weren't they weren't as light either. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> especially when they got wet. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought that my, my super light cleats were making me faster. It was worth the two hundred dollars, but yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's changed a lot and um you know, you're addressing a need that's 
definitely out there. So um, I'm definitely going to promote this. And um, I think it's a true need that, you know, people, you know, if they don't know about it, they need to be aware of it. So, and we're going to keep, keep get, making it better. So we, we've mm-hmm. got, we've got a whole plan for improvement. We, we already have the best cleat bag in the world mm-hmm. right now out in the market, but we want to, we want to stay ahead of the curve as yeah. well. So yeah. how'd you come up with the name salt? So I'll tell you, we hired a company, a group of guys, actually, I'll plug them here too. a small studio, one of the best branding agencies in the world. Um, they, they helped us because uh, the idea we had was to call it Evo. That was, that was the idea for the brand. And we came in and talked to them and told them, we really love what Apple did with their brand. They took something that everybody has a relationship to and rebranded it. And we did that. And that's how, how it came up. And they said they came up with salt and the, the rest is history. Sorry. Oh, good. Um, technical difficulties there. So in case I didn't get it, tell me how you come up with the name Salt in case it didn't record. So originally, um, we were called Evo, Evo Athletics. Uh-huh. And we hired a group out of Seattle again, Seattle coming mm-hmm. in the clutch for us, uh-huh. uh, called a small studio. And we uh-huh. spoke to them about developing a brand that, that would be iconic, that one of our inspirations as a brand is Apple. And they mm-hmm. took a, a concept that everybody has a relationship to and rebranded it. And if they could do something like that for us, we'd love, we'd love to see that. Um, and they came back with salt and the whole logo and the whole brand. And we loved yeah. it. So yeah. we took it and ran with it. And that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not good at naming things. So our, for example, the name of our product, the air case, mm-hmm. uh, a friend was at a bar in New York talking to some branding executive and told her about what we were doing. He, he was working with me at the time. And she said, well, what's the product called? And he said, it's called Bootcase. He's like, that, that's, not, that's not it. And so she grabbed a napkin. <laughs> she wrote Aircase with the E and the stylized E that mm-hmm. we used. She said, you should probably try this. Gave it to us for free, and we took that and ran with it. So I, yeah. can, I can develop <laughs> a product, but I can't na- the names I come up with are always trash. <laughs> well you gotta start somewhere um you, you got you got the meat you gotta uh you gotta find the sizzle that's right yeah that's and right. know what you're good at and then bring people that are good at what you're not that's it's... right that's right you gotta admit when you're not good at something too that's um that's healthy for you absolutely to, to admit that yeah that's something so. i tell a lot of entrepreneurs i i come across it's mm-hmm. okay to have bad ideas Great entrepreneurs have terrible ideas all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally agree with that one. Um, well, cool. 
what did I miss? We need to add anything else to this? Just that uh, you guys have a great product that's available and you've got more innovations coming the market's way for sure. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is I'd love to encourage anybody that that's thinking about developing or building within the soccer space. This is, I think we're going to see uh, another golden era. So mm -hmm. go for it because there's so much growth happening. This is there. There's periods when things are established and very rigid and, and it's hard to break mm -hmm. through. And there's periods when it's, it's it's all growing. Anything goes, and you can come in and, and find bigger opportunities than you might have otherwise found. So if you're on the face, mm -hmm. fence and you're thinking maybe I have an idea or I'd love to do something, but right now it's not a good time, I would say this is a great time, a great time to jump in and even starting small and and doing little by little, but taking mm -hmm. those steps right now. Mm -hmm. This is probably one of those windows of opportunity that comes around once in a generation and, and we're in the yeah. middle of it right now so i'll i will recommend and encourage anybody that has an idea like that just do it just jump in and and start taking those steps because you're never going to feel ready um you're never going to be fully ready mm -hmm. but the sooner you start the sooner you you develop everything you need to know and and, and be to 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 really do it and really kill it in this game so that's the only yeah. other thing I would add to that. Man, that's well, really well said. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, you know, as someone who's kind of doing that too, it's, uh, it is a little, uh, it's scary and, and, and all the things they say about starting out, but uh, it feels really good when you get rolling. So absolutely. Um, just, as you said, just go do it. Absolutely. So. And, and the other thing I will add to that is, <laughs> You're not doing it for the end outcome. If you learn mm -hmm. to just love doing it every day and, and enjoy what you're doing, then that in itself is the reward. Yep. And, and that's the best way to get good at it. That, that's how I got good at soccer. Because I yep. loved being outside playing. And now I'm learning to love, because <laughs> there's parts of it, man, like filing taxes and all that stuff. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't think I'll ever learn to love that. No one will, yeah. But there's the other parts that is just putting in your reps on a day-to-day -day basis where, you, like, like you said, you get rolling and then you enjoy that, mm -hmm. that process. And right. that's how you get really, really, really good. So Right. Well, and you yeah. draw people in that um, have the same passion, that are going through the same stuff that. that you are, and you end up having great conversations. And it, and it like, it's it's motivational and, and inspirational and, you know, you kind of rely on those things to get you through filing your taxes and, and right. doing the things right. that you don't really want to do. So, or when things, um, yeah, cause every now and then things won't, won't go your way. And so how, how do you, yep. how, when everything's going against you, how do you keep going? You got to love to, to, to do the, whatever it is that yeah. you're doing. Otherwise yep. it's going to be tough. Yep. And tomorrow's going to be better. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, hold on one sec. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free.
Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on matchplayrecruit.com for our social media links. See you on the trail. Thank you.